0: yes
1: okay
0: i'm like kind of yes yes
1: yes okay good
0: yeah hi how hey, are you how you
1: doing how you doing good.
0: it's so nice to meet you in person yes
1: it is and i love your podcast too
0: stop it seriously yes, I do.
1: yes it's, like a, it's 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 Oh, man, I, I remember I was driving from New York, and I was playing it, and it was just like, I, I was loving it. It was just so smooth. Oh,
0: my God. It, it, was,
1: it was, yes, it, 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 it's good. It's good. I like Coming it. Coming
0: from you, that means so much to me. Thank and you. I, like, you know, uh-huh. No, go, go, go. i was <laughs> like, to, like I,
1: You know, I purposely only did mine to... I just started to get into the podcast world and I started to keep mine at like 20 minutes because of people's a- attention span.
0: Yeah.
1: I kind of want to go a little bit longer, but I, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to lose the audience because people's attention spans are so short.
0: <laughs> you're so good that you're thinking about that. Cause I'm just like, like smooth is like the last word I, know, I would yeah, think. Yeah,
1: but, but yours is so smooth because it's like, you're just flowing.
0: You know you're not thinking about
1: time. you're just blowing so it's good. It's still
0: good. Ah, oh, thank you so much for saying that. That is so nice of you, and it's like I always forget that people listen. So that's uh yeah, <laughs> I, then
1: gotta, then... I gotta catch up because I gotta get one of those microphones. You got the whole
0: oh. microphone
1: set up. yeah.
0: you know, you know where I got this? There's a woman who works in, she has a company called One on One Productions and she's in fort lee and she sells like podcast kits so this came in with the kit Ooh, i like your watch <laughs> anyway um, i feel like i'm just gonna talk to you about like random other stuff you know
1: hey it's cool you know i did lacy's i don't know if you know lacy i want to do
0: i yeah and i heard it was awesome
1: i did lacy and she's been trying to get me on patreon my schedule's just been crazy and and that's what we did we kind of like some of the best podcasts is like off the top of the head, and that's what we did, you know.
0: It was fucking, it was a, it was awesome. I wanted to say like, um, you knew Choying. Choying was on this yeah. on this podcast too. Yeah. And you've yeah. actually been on the podcast before, sort of. You're uh, you're you recorded yes, you, some.
1: You did a you did a piece. You added me in a piece, and that was that was nice. That was you did a little ending piece, yeah. and that editing yeah, is. Yeah, I like your whole. Ed- Editing uh, skills is you know the I, way you put it, it was nice.
0: You, I like lo- I dork out on that stuff. Like that's my favorite thing to do. So I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was I was really grateful for you um to answer those questions and and just in general because and I think you may have talked about this on Lacey's show. Right. It's just so. I always talk about this with like my spiritual friends who aren't men. It's like so unbelievably refreshing to hear that frequency, that transmission that you have like a direct connection Mm -hmm. to coming through a man and so inspiring all the time that I was like, it like proved to me who has issues with (laughs) like masculine in general, that like, this is possible. Like people are actually balancing themselves doing the work and and really and spreading the word out. So I'm just like I'm so happy to to be connected with you. Yeah,
1: and it's, um it's only two things that are happening in this reality. You see, hate is not the opposite of love. Fear is. You're either moving in love or you're moving in fear. That's it. Everything is fear. And when the fear is not addressed, then anger becomes the secondary emotion. So anger is the secondary emotion when everything else starts to get suppressed. If we walk into this reality, we walk into the world. I can show you the three people walking this planet. We love people the way we love ourselves. That's one. Anything I want to know about you, all I have to do is look at your husband. And he was tell me everything I need to know about you. Why? Because you love people the way you love yourself. People don't love you. They love the way you love them. So there are people who are around who don't love us, but they love the way we love them. And then the last person walking this planet, people love us because they love the way we love ourselves. Yeah. So no matter how you look at it, Every human being is searching for attachment. Yeah. Even if they have to invert it, even people want love, even if it's toxic, because it's a transcendental force and it's trying to connect with everything and everyone. You know?
0: Do you feel like, I heard someone say this once that the reason we all have this common feeling and need for love is because in, in some, some shape, way or form, it's a remembrance of our connection to source. So we're familiar with that and we're just kind of trying to come around and find it back again.
1: Love is not something that we do, it is what we are. It's what we are, that's what it is. So yes, it is our nature to come back to our organic self. Cohesion is the first law of the universe. Oneness, interdependency, everything works in a harmonic relationship. Everything is a different expression of the same reality. Separation creates suffering. Anything that is separate is suffering. Even in your mind, if you are thinking in separation, you're gonna create suffering. Ice and water are not different. Steam and water are not different. The piece of paper, the tree, the wooden the wooden table, and the pencil are all the tree. The wooden table is having its own expression as the tree. The piece of paper is having its own expression as the tree. Nothing is separate at all. It is just an expression of the same reality. So we are part of that divine spark. So everything in nature works in harmony and in interdependency to protect and keep the vitality of everything going. You see, everything in your body is working in harmony, you know, without your input, without your, uh, without you being conscious of it. So you can walk down the street and you don't have to be conscious of your breathing. You don't have to be conscious of who's digesting your food. You don't have to be conscious of who's cleaning your blood. You don't have to be conscious of who cleans your liver. That means this force is transcendental and you are the technology through which it is experiencing itself. And you are in violation of love. And this is why your soul is under great burden. This is where spiritual depression comes from when you are in violation of love. Violation of love is living in separation. Even in your own mind, when you create thoughts of separation, you are in violation of love. The relationship of love is cohesion. Nature represents the relationship of love. It is the relationship that creates love. Everything working in a unified system If we apply the blueprint of nature to your family, that's what the family is, one unified system. If the family is out of order, if there is no support system, then there is suffering. If there is separation in the family, there is suffering. Once everybody is together and everybody is working in harmony for the vitality, for the acceleration of each person, for the longevity, the inspir- well, each person is inspiring each other. The relationship is what love is. The relationship then produces the feeling, the feeling of what we think love is. Mm. So we are happy, the expression of being happy, the expression of being wanted, the expression of what we call love is only being created by the relationship once the relationship is intact once nature goes out of tact once your family goes out of harmony you'll start to experience depression anger resentment anything that is in separation is in violation of the law of love
0: and first of all hold on <laughs> let me just let me just let that all sink in um, I also noticed while you were talking in light of kind of what's happening in the world. We both happen to be wearing the colors of the Ukrainian flag. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So you're talking, I, I see you, you are, you are, you're, I just feel like you're counseling people into the new world. Like I, it it looks like you're, you're helping usher people into the new world. I see you on clubhouse. And, and it's like, um, I'm like, God, he's so dedicated. It's so good that you're, that you're doing what you're doing consistently for people. And, you know, I, I know that you're doing counseling right now with people and, and what would you say your, your goal is, or, or what's, what are you, what are you trying to do this year? Like in the next Sort of, you know, like, are you, are you coming at it like this is, this is really like my purpose? This is kind of, you know, I'm, I'm just showing up doing this every day for people. Or you, are you moving this along just because we're so desperately like in need of this right now?
1: Yeah, I think people are desperately in need of um, finding themselves. They want to. People want to find themselves. They want to find their purpose. And um, life will not allow us to be at ease until we find our purpose, because that's what a human being is searching for, their purpose. And this is where, why we reach spiritual depression late in our lives, because this is what they call the dark night of the soul. It's when we try to, when we look at ourselves and say, what have we done being on this planet? What have we accomplished? See, because it's not about your happiness it is about the soul's purpose. No matter what you do, no matter what you try to achieve, you will not feel complete through just sensuality alone. It will not be enough to have 10 cars. It will not be enough to have 10 houses because the persona of the soul, which is the ego cannot reach completion. There's never enough food. There's never enough cars. There's never enough house. So the soul sits in a sunken place. The soul has to take back the throne again and lift this burden. So what we want to reach is for people to find, you see, what people truly are afraid of in this world is their own selves. They're afraid of their own selves. Someone had a room to say, why are you struggling to love? I say, I'll tell you why people are struggling to love. Because you don't trust me with your feelings. Vulnerability is the birthplace of self-love. Vulnerability is the cradle of self-love. You do not trust the other person with your feelings. That's why you struggle to love. So vulnerability allows us to be who we are regardless of how you are going to respond to me. This is protecting the authenticity of the soul. So teaching people how to truly accept their feelings. Vulnerability is the ability to have emotion. People are desensitizing themselves to fit in. Mm. You see? So, So now, when we have the ability to have emotion, we can now cry through serenity rather than anger. So it's no longer tears of pain, but tears of serenity. The Buddhists have a very profound saying, you have not truly meditated until you have cried. All the pain, everything has been, all the shadows are being crystallized, suppressed. Why? Because I don't want to say how, my husband is making me feel because I don't want to disrupt what we call some type of peace in the household. I won't tell my boss how I truly feel because I don't want him to look at me in a different light. So, what do we do? We suffer in silence. We have mastered suffering in silence, not being who we are. Yeah,
0: we've made so, it like something to shoot for, like right. something to be proud of. Right. Yeah. So,
1: we need to move into solitude because. Not only do people don't take responsibility for the things that they do in this world, but people don't even take responsibility for their own happiness. People can't even validate their own happiness. They say, Mom, I just met a guy. You know, he's nice. I like him. So we're still looking for our mother to validate the new guy we met. And then we see, and then, you know, we say, I just bought a new car. Do you like it? So you see, we can't even take responsibility for our own happiness. We're still looking for someone to validate the new car, the new boyfriend, the new outfit, the new home, right? We're still even looking for people to validate our own happiness. You see, it's like we cannot escape it. So what solitude does, it it allows us to connect with the authenticity of the soul without influence from the outside world. What is productivity? Someone asked me. Do you wanna go for a walk today? Maybe you just wanna sit in the cafe and have coffee. Maybe you just wanna write a poem today. That is productivity. Whatever the soul chooses for itself. Whatever makes you feel complete is productive for you. You see? You think you need to get on the computer and buy stocks and you call it productivity. No, whatever makes you feel complete. What would you like to wear today? Do you, would you go into a movie by yourself, go into lunch by yourself? It's the idea of existing without the influence of the outside world. This is how we become authentic. So you get a chance to disconnect from people so that you can learn and observe yourself. So you embrace the moment of being the only person in the world at that point. That's what solitude allows. So now you cannot change anything in the physical world without going to the spiritual world first. You must go to the spiritual realm and get answers. The inner form creates the out of reality. So we go and we accept ourselves in the spiritual world. Who are we going to face in the spiritual world? We are going to face all the shadows and entities we have created. Resentment is an entity. Hate is an entity. Envy is an entity. Jealousy is an entity. So we go to those entities and we say we are ready to face you now. We don't say we are strong. We don't say we will get over this. We don't say we are powerful. We say, yes, that man did break my heart. Yes, my mother did do this to me. Yes, we own the pain. We own the shadows. We hug the shadows and understand that we cannot change what happened. We embrace what is. We accept it has happened. Why? Because now it gives us a, uh, we, we become aware of it rather than ignoring it. So now the awareness allows us to cry in serenity. Self-forgiveness, it is not about forgiving your mother. It's not about forgiving your father, your boyfriend. It is just simply about forgiving yourself. That's it. That's the true surrendering. True surrendering is not letting go. It's accepting the pain. Accepting what has happened. Yes. When we accept it, now we are ready for physical war. No spiritual war, no physical war. So this is a spiritual war. The physical world is really a spiritual war. It's a war for your mind. So now you walk into the physical war. What happens now? Now you have boundaries. Now you have discernment. This is the armor. Discernment is the armor. Boundaries is the armor. Self-love is the armor. So now I can say whatever I want to you, Jen, you will not be triggered. Now you will say, this does not work for me, sir, without resenting me. Then you will not become my energy, but you will transmute it. So now we change the physical world only because we went and got answers from the spiritual world. You see? Your mind is the cause, your life is the effect. You are walking divine law. The world is only responding to you, but you are reacting to it. You say, why is these things happen to me? Why can't I catch a break? And the universe says, creator, I am only responding to you. I am only magnetizing everything that you are. You are resentment. You're in a fear state. You're in a yeah. fear state. Your thoughts are a magnet. I'm only pulling to you everything that you... I'm bending to your will. The world's responding to you. You are reacting to it. So now what you have to learn is how to respond to life rather than react. You know?
0: Are you writing a book? Yeah, when, yeah. We, when is that happening?
1: Yeah, we write, yeah. I'm writing right now, I've been in the process of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Transcript. See, the yeah. way people react to you says a lot about who you are, not who they are. So we walk into a room and we go, I'm a nice person. I mean, I don't know why nobody's speaking to me. I, I haven't done anything to anybody. The way people respond to you says a lot about who you are. In that moment, you just stole your own power. You don't even know you walked into the room in confidence. You don't even know you walked in the room in surety. You don't even know your dress looks nice. You don't even know your makeup is glowing. That the people are responding to the strong energy that you have just inserted into the room. That people are inverting your light that people want to take your life. The way they're responding to you says a lot about you, not them, but you're giving the power to them. And saying, I'm a nice person. I don't know why they don't like me. No, forget about them. You're the one that walked in the room with the power. You see, the world so is a trained
0: to. Just give it away. We're so trained.
1: Energy is the language. If I walk down the street and I smile, Jen smiles, the universe says, that is a person that you need to be with. That is the light family. That is your family. You need to connect with her. Why? Because she corresponds to your vibration. I turn the other corner, I smile. He doesn't smile. He inverts my light. The universe says, stay away from that person. You see, the language is we imprint everywhere we go. Jealousy is an inversion of light. Jealousy is everything I see in you, I will like to be. I don't like you. I'm jealous of you. Why? Because everything in you, I will like to be. So I don't match your vibration. Envy, everything you have accomplished, I would like to accomplish, so I don't match your vibration. The people at the other end are showing you, they're mirroring you, they're showing you who you are. In the same breath, showing you who they are. But you have to be a great observer of energy. Narcissistic men do not have empathy, but they know you do. I'm to get the light from you, you see. So this is the walk of life, the transferring of frequency, vibration. It is a network of thoughts, a network of energy passing back and forth. And through the, obs- we are observers and through the observations of our own lives, we can lift our own soul and spiritual burdens
0: it's so funny because it's like i i just get such a such a yeshua vibe from you you know just this um that sort of ray you know like that that frequency that real sort of crystalline this is this is just just pulling people up and 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 the way that you share things um and the way it touches people are you Do you feel like, do you feel the impact of your words? Do you feel the impact of your words?
1: Um, I think when people tell me, I think I get the fact. I think when I'm in the zone, I'm not really aware of it. But from the response that I get back through the back channel and the DMs, um, I think I'm starting to, See the impact that I'm having on people, you know. So
0: you're like opening people up.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? So great, yeah. It's because people are out and they want to talk, and it's 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 been a really great response from people, you know.
0: I mean, you're you're channeling full on. I mean, I feel like you're so aligned with your higher self. And, yeah. and it's like, you can almost see the glow coming, coming through because when you're in the zone, you're, you're just, you're channeling, yeah, go, you're yeah, flowing.
1: I go into a zone and sometimes I, I even get lost. I went into a room one time and um, I'm doing the guy's room and they're like, well, if you can't follow, if you don't follow him, you can't go on the stage. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I was like, all right, this is those rooms. like, I was like, okay, so I followed him anyway. And I started talking and he stopped me. He like broke my flow. And then he went, what are you reading? <laughs> me? I was lost because he broke my flow. I said, excuse me? He said, what are you reading? I said, I'm driving and talking. I'm not reading anything. And the whole room just laughed. And I know he was probably so embarrassed, right? So, and they just laughed and it, and they was just like, he's not reading anything. And he hit me in the back channel and he apologized and everything. And <laughs> he was just, it was just crazy. It was like, you know, and he wanted me to come and like do a whole, he wanted me basically to like live in his room and it for like eight hours. I'm like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> you know, so he, he yeah, so he was uh, kind of like he was he was rude about it too though he was rude because he was like like what what are you reading you know and I was like I'm not reading anything I'm just like I was just talking
0: interesting because the 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 rudeness the sort of taking as rudeness right you know that like you know that the the questioning it's almost like just what you were saying it's like the questioning comes from like your impact like what you're you know you're mm-hmm. showing up in right. and then how he's receiving it is so due to like his own conditioning yeah. and kind of like who's this guy who thinks he's right. blah blah blah
1: right and then then they go then after he does that they go can you repeat every <laughs> and i'm like no i'm like, I don't even know what I just said. I don't even, like, I I don't even know what I just said. I'm serious. It's just like, I'm responding. Like, the way that my mind works is like, I'm not thinking about what I'm gonna say. I really not. It's kind of like, I'm bouncing off of you. It's like, it's a free flow conversation. And it's like, one thing leads into a chain reaction. So then I get caught in the flow. So I may answer a question and then I get caught in a whole flow. And I like then I I land my plane. Land my the plane. Just said. <laughs> I do
0: what I don't. I kind of do what I don't, you know. I love it. I love it because you know I always feel like it's like great leaders and I think people have said this. I don't know. I don't read history books, but like great leaders are the people who, like, they don't pick it themselves. You know, like other people are coming in to, to like give you more of a platform. You know, it's like you're not coming in like, all right, follow me, follow everyone on the right. stage, blah, blah, blah. Right, which yeah. I hate.
1: Oh, yeah, crazy. I don't, yeah, I can't stand those rooms. Oh, follow everybody. If you're not following everybody, you really can't be on this. I'm like, oh, God, okay, I'm leaving.
0: This, like, once I hear on. that, I let's elevate this, this medium. That's,
1: people just like. let, allow, if you, you want to create safe spaces for people. So you can't have a self-love room, healing room, and tell people, oh, you can only speak if you follow me. You might as well just defeat the whole purpose.
0: Defeats the whole purpose. It's it's like, it doesn't, um, I don't, I personally, and I've talked about this a lot before and I won't go too crazy on it, but I just, I don't feel like social media and like m- business go together. I feel like, especially if we're talking about the spiritual realm, but like all these people who are trying to kind of like flip and you know what? I, I get it. Like I tried to do that too. And when I had a spiritual, like when that became my my sort of career or whatever you want to call it, the thing I like to do with my day, you know, it's like, I, then I have to be concerned about promoting myself. And it's like, I don't, I'm not here to promote. Like, I don't, right. you know, like it's, it's just, um, it just feels inauthentic to me and it just feels icky. Icky is the best yeah, word I can possibly
1: it's, it's like they are doing a self-love room and then they're doing like an, a law of attraction room, but then they're promoting at the same time. And it's like, it's, it's, I think it throws people off, definitely. you
0: know? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, I had like three things on the top of my- Now take your time, take you your time. Used... Oh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> oh, I, want I know you... what I wanted to... right, what'd you say? I don't
1: want you to lose your train of
0: thought. Oh, it's all right. I... There's a million planes flying right now and none of them are landing. <laughs> There's no destination. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to ask you, like, what's your, um, as comfortable as you are to go into it, if you are, cause some people are really uh, private about it. Um, what's your, what is your, what's your astrology or do you, do you,
1: you know what? That's, that's funny because oh, I'm trying to do my birth chart. And when I went to go get my birth certificate, it's so important that the time is on there but the time time that I was born is not on my birth certificate. No way. So I'm trying to to figure out now, um, I've been a little lazy about it, but I have to try to figure out, I want to go to the hospital or contact the hospital and see if anybody can give me that information on the time. Because the time you were born, that is the snapshot of the universe at that particular time, so it's become very important to what yeah. the communication was.
0: I think the um I think it, the, the narrowing down the time is definitely important, but I think you can get like usually you can get a range like it won't be too too far off, you could say like. You know, if it's in the morning or in the in the evening, you could. I've been able to do other people's charts with with just kind of like an estimate, but um, I'm pretty sure you can get that information. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like a, it's got to be a pain in the butt, but I'm sure there's like registration. Yeah, yeah, I'm I gonna don't know, get some kind of.
1: Are you you're capable of reading a chart?
0: I'm not, but I actually just interviewed um, this woman named Kelsey Rose Tortorice. She's actually, she's uh, she's on Jessa Reads podcast a lot. Lacey and Jessa are really close. Um, so it's all that sort of world. But uh, Kelsey is really great at um, giving readings. I don't know if she's doing birth chart readings, but I'll, I'll send you her information. Okay. So when yeah. you plug it in, there is a book, called You Were Born For This and it's by Channy Nicholas. I'm just going to write it down so I can send this all to you. And it's a very basic uh, understanding of astrology and you can use the book to just look at some of the main things and then Channy Nicholas also has an app um which it costs money and I'm kind of like I'll join it like for like a month or two and then I'll kind of like take it off but um, but altogether you can sort of study your own chart or the certain things in the chart to kind of figure it out. But there's a lot of people out there that that can read it for you. Okay. Um, do you know, do you know your son? But you're no. like around. Okay.
1: No anything
0: because I never started it
1: because I couldn't find the time. Okay. And I and I kept hearing that the time is so important.
0: Yeah. And what about are you were you born in September?
1: It was November. November. Okay. 20th. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, when you send me that information.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The way that maybe I can estimate the time. Yeah. They, you know, and let them give me the reading.
0: There's there's um, charts online and we can mess around with the time and we can try like three different times throughout the day and see what it changes.
1: Someone asked me what I think it was. I said 2 a.m they say take a guess I say 2 (laughs) a.m
0: you know you know like that's your intuition like honestly the first thing that comes up is usually the right thing
1: I was like 2 a.m yeah
0: my mom used to call me at like 4 2 a.m every year and be like happy birthday (laughs) oh wow that's the time you want wow (laughs) wow I always remembered it but I'm I'm a like very much a like a gemini. So you're I think what you are is um I want to say Scorpio or Sagittarius. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm a Scorpio.
0: Scorpio. Okay.
1: Yeah, Scorpio.
0: That's interesting because
1: I, it it all has to do with the ascending sun and everything like that, right?
0: And the moon. So like your your sun, your ascendant and the moon and also kind of like they're in different houses. Yes. And then Then there's like transits and kind of like how they all relate to one another. It's it's so fascinating. I don't have enough of a scientific mind to (laughs) hunker down and really study it, but it's some of it is really is really fascinating. And and have you done anything with like human, I mean you'll need that also for human design. Human design is similar. I think
1: I I think the last time I looked at that and, and I've meant I've been meaning to order the book. I have so many books I'm trying to catch up on as well. Um I think I'm a manifesting generator.
0: generator. Yay, me too.
1: <laughs> so the generators are like the workers. They're like the workers. They're the ones that like they do all the work, the building. And and I think like the manifestors are the ones that have ideas but they don't do the laboring. They I think manifesting generators, I think they have the ability to create the vision. I, I if, if, if I'm saying it right, but I know the generators are like the worker ants. They're the ones that you can give an idea to and they can actually build the idea. And, um, and I think the manifestors, like I say, are the ones that can draw the idea. Um, then you have projectors. I think those are people that do like upper management who have a vision. They can put the marketing together. It's kind of like it it's it's interesting because I told someone I said, you know, human purpose is no is not far from nature. We all have a purpose that we serve. Projectors, manifestors, manifesting generators, manifesting and projectors. And when we start to see these things, we can actually see these characteristics in our personality. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And it's very um you know, we were talking about validation before, but it's just very like affirming. And, and when I was talking to Kelsey, like, you know, it's just, it's not necessarily about like predicting your life or anything like that, but it's just about seeing patterns and like accepting things and like surrendering to it. Would you just kind of going back to what you were talking about before. were you always, and I know that you spoke about it on, on Lacey's podcast, kind of like, you know, how you came into all this knowledge, you you had like a mentor, neighbor yeah. who, who really yeah. kind of, I was, and you, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was, you know, so, one thing about divinity in this world is human divinity is different from nature's divinity. So, In the state of divinity, when the lion is born, when the zebra is born, when the giraffe is born, it already knows what its job is on this planet. That is profound. The animals in nature already know what their job is and they will not break the codex. The lion will not mate with the zebra. The zebra will not mate with the gazelle. They have a locked in divinity. In human divinity, even when the baby is in your womb, we do not know what the child will look like. We have no idea. Everybody is waiting with, to see what the child will look like. Would it look like you? Would it look like me? We don't know. When the zebra comes out of the womb, we already know what the zebra is gonna look like. So even when the child lands on a planet, we do not know what the child will become. So human divinity is profound, we have no idea. Everything that is happening in your life is not by accident. Most of the divinity is being cloaked in your suffering, is being cloaked within your life. Muhammad Ali had to get his bike stolen in order to go upstairs and ask the man, can you teach me how to fight so no one can ever steal my bike again? And that needed to happen in order for him to become who he was. Mike Tyson had to become, had to get arrested, transferred to a group home where he met Costamato. in order for him to become heavyweight champion at 22 years old. We see a lot of these things unfolding through divinity. So we are where we are supposed to be at a particular time. So our soul is on a journey, and things are being magnetized and pulled to us, and things are being placed in certain areas in order to lead us into things, in order to get us into this present moment. The lady that gave me the knowledge lived right underneath me in the same building, and I was walking in the hallway one day, and we're having a conversation. I wasn't sure what it was about. And she was talking about frequency and vibration and the words were just, but the words resonated. It was like an innate intelligence was connecting with it. So it was only an intriguing moment at the time, but I had no idea what she was talking about. But the conversation was so interesting that she invited me to come down and I came down. And she had books all over the place. She had books on the floor, on the kitchen sink, on top. She had books, her her, 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 apartment was like a library. And I would sit and we was just talking. All the things we're talking about now, Monsanto, suicide seeds, um, social engineering, everything she, she taught me about then. But what she taught me that was really inspiring was transcendental thinking. Thinking beyond a material mind. So this transcendental thinking is the observation of your own self-awareness. So what education does is education teaches me how to interpret the world. So Jen teaches me how I should feel about Jews how I should feel about Africans? how I should feel about um, social economics. She teaches that to me. Innate intelligence is the divinity, is when you start to interpret the world for yourself. Now you put your hand in the fire and you go, whoa, that burns. Now I have my own thoughts about what fire does. I get on the plane and I go to Israel and I interact with the people there. Now I have my own thoughts about Jews, my own interpretation. I go to Haiti, I go to Africa. I eat African food, I eat Middle Eastern food. I interpret the world for myself through my innate intelligence. Now I break, right, my social engineering because the experience is mine now. You said, I have 20 books on Ferraris. And I say, Jen, have you ever drove one? You go, no. You say, I said, I've never read a book about Ferraris, but I've drove one, right? So who knows more? The person who actually drove the Ferrari or the one who has 20 books and only read about Ferraris? I have lived the experience. So, therefore, I can interpret it through a direct interaction with it. So, then we transcend the thinking. Our awareness grows. So, someone asked me in the room, they said, Can you approve the existence of God? I said, Of course you can. He said, How? I say, go to sleep right now. He said, what do you mean? I said, go to sleep right now, instantaneously. He said, I can't. I said, of course you can't. Because I thought you were in control. It is not until you let go of sleep that you fall asleep. In the dream state, is the mind still awake when the body is asleep? And he thinks about it. He goes, yeah, mind awake, body asleep. That means the mind is not confined to the body. That means the mind is a transcendental force. That means at that moment, mind awake, body asleep, the mind is communicating that I don't need the body to experience reality. I'm actually streaming myself to the body. If you are walking down the street right now, you're not even in control of your own breathing. It's a transcendental force. I don't have to think about breathing while I'm reading a book. You see, this is when we go beyond material thinking and understand that we are operating with a supernatural force. And this supernatural force is behind us, Guiding us, you see. So, therefore, I said, evidence of God is all around you. You understand? It is all present. Yeah, you see, it's transcendental, it's supernatural, it is beyond your finite mind, yeah. and it's present in front of you every day. So you know, so I had so to answer your question, I had got the knowledge from her. And then I just started, I just took off after that. I just took off, you know.
0: Yeah. Do you so, feel like you did um because you know, you know what shadow work is and all that stuff. Like I always feel like the, the healers or the teachers, they come from a place of their own experience, right? Or experiencing the opposite. Oh yeah. So when you were, what's the change? So what, like you now versus you before you met her in terms of your, you know, understanding your own vulnerability, communication, you know where I'm going.
1: (laughs) I learned how to respond to the world, not react to it. I was reacting to the world, not knowing that life wasn't happening outside of me. It was happening as me. You see, life is not happening outside of you. It is happening as you. So when I knew that I started to understand people and I started to observe myself and my interaction with the world, the more I didn't react and I responded by not reacting, the more peace was created for me not them, you see? Somebody lashes out at you and you say, hey, all right, have a nice day. It pisses them off because they needed you to return the energy. You just walked away with their energy. We're constantly imprinting energy. So I started to observe people And then I looked at couples, I really started to observe the world, but more importantly, I changed when I started to observe children. And I understood that they were the etheric light. So I understood three things about children, that they were a variation of who we were and we were supposed to look at them in order to clean our shadows because they were evoking a memory So when a child is born and you have children, they are supposed to bring forth a memory, bring forth an emotion of a time when you were them. So what do we know about children? If you speak a child, a child comes back an hour later and he hugs you, say, "Mommy, I love you." They don't hold grudges. If you tell your son, "Hey, let's go to Walmart." He'll leave the house in his Spider-Man pajamas, a green pair of sneakers and an orange pair of sneakers. But why? They don't have self-judgment. They don't care what the world thinks about them. So I said, they don't care what the world thinks about them. Children don't even know they're poor until you tell them they're poor. They have no awareness. Children think their food comes from inside of the refrigerator. So they have a free flow state before fear indoctrination conquers their mind. So we don't tell children that they're doing a great job. We tell them they're doing it all by themselves. We allow them to grow with no expectations. This is where the black sheep mentality gets produced. So now we take away their idea to have their own perception and say, well, you don't know, I know. Just listen to me. We take away the ability to have feelings. What is a good baby? Say, oh, you got a good baby. What is a good baby? The baby that doesn't cry is the good baby, you see? The one that doesn't show emotion is considered a good baby. The baby that cries all the time is not the good baby. You see? So social engineering tells us that the ability to have feelings is somehow disturbing. because You're you
0: disturbing other people.
1: You're disturbing other people by and having emotion. ocean. Yeah. So what happens is, what do we do? We suppress them. Yeah. We hide them. Oh, Jen, you're so opinionated. Shadow self now. Oh, you're so sensitive, Jen. Shadow self now. This is how we create the entities. Oh, Jen, you're so outspoken, shadow self now. Why? Because what makes us us, we have accepted to be undesirable. So now, Jen, oh, you're so sensitive. Don't call me sensitive. Now you're triggered because that word is the shadow. The same word The same word that triggers you is the same word that empowers you. Because that's who you are. My mother cries for everything. You buy her flowers, she cries. She watches a movie, she cries. She cries for everything. Anything you do, she'll cry. You Walk in the house with flowers, she'll cry. (laughs) That is the authenticity of her soul. It's just who she is. Now someone comes along as a child and goes, geez, you're so sensitive. Suppresses it now, shadow. And because she suppresses it, anger takes over. Anger becomes the secondary emotion. So she walks through her life. The minute you call sensitive, it's going to trigger her and piss her off. Those are the things that we hide from. Who again, who are we afraid of? We are afraid of ourselves. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. We've been we've been taught to reject ourselves.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And then we reject other people and judge them and, and then we fight them and then we yeah. declare war. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I heard you talking about um, it was, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I jumped into a room and and um and you were talking about hip hop and spirituality. Oh, yeah. I think it's such an important thing to talk about.
1: Divinity um, through pain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how much frequency is in hip hop music in yeah. so many levels?
1: So, oh. hip hop music is a music, the blues, jazz, and hip hop are music that was created out of pain, pure pain. And what's divine about that is that it is now the biggest genre of music. And what happens is the music is coming directly from the soul's burden. And through the music, they were able to connect because once, what happens is, as I just said in early in the room is that you become a beacon of light people need to hear your pain they need to hear your story so now you create a new network of thought a new network of thinking because what happens is when people hear your story of molestation your story of rape your story of failure when you triumph hip hop the hip hop artist is an example of someone who has conquered their pain and speaking it into existence, no longer hiding it, but speaking the pain into existence. So other people now can see Jen and say, hey, I was a rape victim. I was almost homeless. You become a beacon for light where you are imprinting your energy through generosity. This is the connection, the soul connection. Now, because Jen has healed, she must share that with me. Now, because you can smile, you must share that smile with me. Now, because you can say, I love you, you must share that with me. Now, because your ability to hug and embrace humanity, you must share that with me. Your giving back is not money. The giving back is in, imprinting that light onto me. That is the real generosity. Music is a way for people to connect with other souls all over the world. This is why people say, your song got me through my divorce. You see? Because even in touching the chair, wearing this garment, we leave imprints of our energy all over the place. You know? Michael Jackson knew that his purpose was to be a musical vessel to heal the world. You see? So hip hop music is an example of divinity being cloaked in suffering, showing itself years later, showing itself when it needs to show itself.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, I think people underestimate the power of music because it's everywhere and we get so distracted with things that are so flashy now because you know we got to keep capitalism alive yes yes but to to feel the frequency of somebody's soul which again is one of the reasons i love clubhouse because i think it's such a potent form of communication and community um yes but to be able to to reach people that way, to really just with music, with lyrics, you know, to to reach down into someone's heart and and be able to just be like, I'm just going to yeah. squeeze this a little.
1: You yeah. also feel like you're not alone in your experience. Yeah. That's what people want. Yeah. Like, I'm not the only one going through this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. that's
0: how we connect with one another and we remember oh, yeah. that we're not.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah
0: yeah well so what's coming up for you are you are you really-
1: uh, I got I <laughs> supposed to be working with this guy Ryan we're supposed to be trying to do this audio book and we're gonna try to do it by chapter I really want to do an audio style I might be I'm trying to get the equipment I'm gonna get the equipment yeah. and he fly down to Florida and meet him and he, he's, a, he's a great guy he's just been home me said oh my god I, uh, He's, he's so funny. You know, he's he's a great, great person, man. So he's uh he's been on me ever since I met him in Clubhouse. And he's like, you gotta come down to Florida, stay. I got a studio. I love your voice. Let me put your voice into the studio. And I said, okay, I gotta get that done. So I'm writing right now. Amazing. No, not that simple. If what Audible says is that if they hear the slightest noise, they can reject your audiobook. So you, it has to be like ear tight, you know? Yeah. Um, so audio is not as, you need studio quality to do an audio book, real studio Absolutely. quality. I'm, I want to build this consultation website. I have so many people reaching out. I need to get this website done this summer where yeah. people could look book book time and we can do the zoom can help you with that okay great so I, yeah yeah i need to get that done you no know, something basic they can hit the calendar yeah. hit the time schedule and we go from there you know
0: yeah
1: so so that's what i'm working yeah. i really want to get the book done i want to get the book done i think that's that's what people have been waiting for but people want it people want the audio they're like no i want the audio you know i got like a a whole mob behind me like <laughs> audio
0: <laughs> i I love that you're doing it in audio i'm I'm really like I like writing, but i'm I just have a like my my brain doesn't work for it. like I'm definitely yeah. uh a d d and yeah. and I can't even really like sit down and read a book. I'm like after fifteen minutes, I'm like, uh, like I start kind of
1: work for me better because. I can go into a zone with audio. I can go into a zone and I can just chapter by chapter. He's like, come on, I, I'll, I'll manage you. And we'll, we'll, we'll get, the, we'll, we'll put it out by chapter. She was like, you don't even have to complete the whole book. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I need that. So I'm going to yeah. try to well, get I'm that. I'm
0: glad that you're feeling the reaction that you elicit yeah. <laughs> because with your words and your energy, because, you're coming from just like such a genuine, authentic place. And I'm like, I'm so honored to know you and be connected with you. And um, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I, thank you, I, um, I'm grateful. Like anybody that invites me on their platform, trust me, I'm grateful. I'm like, I'm, it's an honor to be on your platform. Trust me. I'm like, so,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you, Calvin.
1: Thank you. No, thank you.